In this episode, we're chatting with the Swedish chef, we're throwing out our wild oats, and we're going to find out what's going on this time on the telly. (laughs) I clearly had nothing for what the third thing was, but it's a long night. And, well, you can't tell where the conversation will go, but there will always be. (laughs) Refreshments provided. Duh. Hello, Refresherati. It's your favourite ginger-bearded, Eurovision-loving, sourdough-baking podcaster called Jason. Surely that has to be enough of a niche grouping that it makes me the favourite. I'm hoping. Now, I know we said that we were taking a little break, and, well, we sort of are because it's just me. Carly's not here. And as you know, what we say at Refreshments Provided and what we do, there's usually some sort of variation between the two. So... I'm now back at uni and I really should be doing some homework, but I have got refreshments provided homework that has taken me far too long to do. So as Anthony Wallow would belt out, this is the moment. Now Carly is kicking off her national tour for Say Hello, so stay tuned to the end of this episode and I'll give you all of the dates and the where's and the what's and even a bit of a hint of where you might see me lurking uh, in the audience at one of the, or even two, of the launches. Now, I'm probably lurking is not really the right word. Um, I'll probably be more like Tony Basil cheerleading, um, cheering on Carly's success. And I almost was going to post a photo of me in my cheerleader skirt, but I really didn't want to overshadow Carly's moment. Or, yeah, no, it it was all about Carly's moment. Lord knows I would have a lot of followers in that skirt. Anyway, before this episode goes completely pear-shaped, we are going global. What we're going to do, we're going to drop in on Tanya in Stockholm for a bit of a um, book talk. We're going to talk to Claire in Melbourne for a refreshment. But first, what I'm going to do is talk about a couple of things that I've read or watched over this summer and how much we've all enjoyed this summer as Melbourne hits 40-odd degrees this coming week. Yay, so overjoyed. Now, the first thing that I have spent several hours of, which was actually a joy thinking of this summer, was a little town somewhere in the icy winter of Sweden with Frederick Backman's Bear Town, and also the sequel You Against Us. Set in a back-of-beyond town in the north of Sweden, Bear Town is a story, it's set around the local hockey club, and how that sort of intertwines with the whole community and basically the community's identity. Now, before you think this is going to be the Mighty Ducks underdog story that wins a sporting match and everyone just lives happily ever after, it ain't so. There are so many complete and complex characters within this story and twists and turns. And, I mean, the main part of the story is how this town responds to the rape of one of its residents. Probably should have put a trigger warning there. Um, Now, I don't want to give too much away because, as I said to Sally from Turbot and Duck, I had my heart in my throat the whole time through this story. And I think if you go into it knowing 
too much of what might or might not happen, I think you would you would miss that suspense and the pure joy of these books. I mean, Frederick Backman really just draws you in and you end up knowing these characters so well, like, you know, they could be your friends or your co-workers and you're really invested in them, while also to some of them being absolutely horrendously horrid. But you still you still just have this connection or it it's you really just want to understand because some of their behavior is just so ununderstandable if that's english now there's a few scenes that i was like actively listening to willing the drama to go into completely different directions just to protect some of these characters because I, I i really enjoyed them and yeah i felt so strongly about these characters that i just did not want anything horrible to happen to them now the sequel you against us focuses on the fallout of the club and people rebuilding their lives after a trauma Frederick Bachman is a, a Bachman, sorry, I'm going to get that right. Frederick Bachman is a genius. Like, seriously, these two stories are so captivating and so incredibly clever and raw and heartfelt. I went, I went to bed in the wee hours of the morning because I had to finish. I just, I couldn't leave it unfinished. I had to know what happened. And which is very exciting because apparently there's a book three, which I've got no idea when it's out, but if it follows the character that I'm hoping it's going to follow, I'm going to be beyond excited. So there's like heaps and heaps of complex issues in this. It's like, you know, that whole sporting team, toxic masculinity, homophobia, rape, violence, like senseless violence or like pack you know that um, uh, sport hooligan it is just so incredibly gripping and clever and can you tell that I really liked this book um, so I think I'd put it on I'd put it on the Facebook group that everyone had to stop what they were doing immediately and read it so um, yeah I loved it and I hope that someone else loves it too so that's my tip for this beautiful summer get into a Swedish winter um, the other thing that I was alerted to too, and thanks to Sally for this one as well, is that there's going to be a Brit Marie Was Here movie. So I also cannot wait for that. Speaking of movies or the cinema or the visual, you know, the information going through your eyeballs. The other thing that I've absolutely loved was the latest series of The Family Law. Benjamin Law and Kirsty. Uh, Fisher have done it again like it is just such a brilliant series there's not one dud performance the series goes through the joys and when I say joys I really mean like the shit stuff of high school puberties not pu- not multiple puberties like puberty bullies you, f- you going to your first party I know the first party that I went to was for a I believe it was a Colombian exchange student who I can't remember like way older than us and there were so many people and apparently the stripper wouldn't arrive because there was too many people I was like in high school I'm like what the hell what what do you why am I at a party with a stripper anyway I called my parents and they took me home um it goes through um all yeah all of those trials for Ben during that school year to his eventual coming out now there's some romance for mummy jenny 
which Fiona Cho deserves every Logie. Like, you just give them all to her right now. She's absolutely bloody brilliant. And speaking of excellent performances, Tristan Goh is wonderful at going between that vulnerable rawness and delusional confidence that like, just makes the character of Ben um, just so believable and lovable. And yeah, he just... Going through that navigating of how he becomes himself is just brilliant. And Bethany Whitmore is fantastic as best friend Melissa. And if ever I need a distraction to cover up an involuntary erection, I know exactly who to call because it's amazing. You have to watch it. I can't give that away. Takaya Honda is perfect in his portrayal as Klaus. He leaves you with some, you know, some questionings about what's actually going on for Klaus and what his motives are. So very interesting. Had a very good conversation on Twitter about that. And also a special mention to Xuan Ho, who even with no dialogue in a scene, knocks it out of the park. Um, they're talking about camping. So check out Candy's face. Uh, brilliant. Um, so yeah, jump on SBS Demand and binge all six episodes. They're sort of 20 minutes, 20 minutes and a bit and loved it. Can't wait for series that'd be four, I think, maybe. Um, yeah, I couldn't love it anymore. All right, well, let's grab our passports and head over to Tullamarine or whichever is your most convenient airport. Um, just just go with me here, people. We're going to jump on the plane and we're going to head to Stockholm and have a little chat with Tanya. Good morning, Stockholm. This is Melbourne. How are you? Good da, good da. Sweden calling. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Uh, wow, listen to you. Hi, uh, Jason. Now, Refresher Arty, we are in for such a treat. We have Tanya all the way from Stockholm. We've gone international. Now, how is the weather in Stockholm, Tanya? It's a balmy 13 degrees and uh, we're going into uh, autumn. So all the leaves are changing and it's just beautiful out there oh how wonderful now Mm -hmm. is it then time to sort of as that winter comes in get ready for some meatballs and some beautiful mashed potato and that's to me that sounds perfect but is that just Uh, a racial stereotype uh it it, it is a bit of a generalisation. Okay. Having said that, <laughs> having said that, my kids would happily eat um, shirtbulla, as they're called, every day of their lives. Like th- that was they could exist on um, meatballs uh, only for the rest of their lives, and they wouldn't get bored. But I'm vegos. Oh, okay. So, uh, so uh, it's actually uh, yeah, I've. Do you do a tofu meatball or a mushroom meatball, <laughs> or do we just we forego the meatball? Uh, well, I think you know the the name meatball is uh, well, yes. it's quite funny. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, to answer that question in a nutshell, uh, if we're in a hurry, like we have frozen falafels. <clears throat> oh, yum. Um, but but do, if I do anything uh, by hand, what do I do? I like to do like a veggie um, kind of patty thing. But, that you know, 
in today's stressed lifestyle. When we um, talked about this episode, you gave me a list of some of the things that you wanted to talk about. Now, not, the thing not, that, not that I'm a control freak or anything. No, that's okay. I love a little bit of organisation. <laughs> the thing that jumped out, and this is what I think I want you to tell our listeners all about because we at the Refreshments Provided, we have our book club that sometimes we're a little bit lapsed with. Now, you were saying that you're a member of five book clubs, but you don't <laughs> read any books. Can, can, oh. Is that a Swedish thing? Can you tell me how that works? No, no. Um, I'll elaborate. Uh, no, it's not a Swedish thing. It's a Tanya thing. Okay. Uh, being a, a busy mom of four kids working full time, uh, I just don't get the time to read. And I also, just with a bit of self-insight, realised that uh, I've fallen out of the habit of reading for pleasure, and which is really sad, but it's time deprivation and also the fact that I think with social media and um, just being overstimulated in general, that, you know, I, this is terrible. I find it really hard to read a whole book, and I find that frightening actually, just from a neurological attention um, perspective. But also, um, like I, I, I can read and I used to, like before kids I used to read. I used to read heaps. And then what happened was when I had my first kid, I started studying um, full time again. And, you know, I wasn't reading for pleasure. I was reading research papers, which was a real bummer. And uh, I kind of became allergic to reading. <laughs> yeah, look, it's and I think there'll be so many listeners that'll actually really relate to that, because as you say, I mean, with life, and I mean, yeah, you sound like you've got a huge amount of things on your plate. That you know, if you just sat down with a book, there'd probably be quite a few people that would actually want your attention. Um, so it's not really going to be a happening thing. But no. I think. That yeah, I think as you say, there's so much pressure, and I just think at the this time, like with social media and all of that, we have so much information coming in that it's almost like you know our brain's the internet, and we don't have the download or upload speeds to keep up with it. That you know, there's a bit of a traffic jam, and it's like to put more in, it's just like oh, hang on a second. But just to elaborate on that. Um... I also think there's a generic dumbing down going on. I mean, it's or maybe it's a widening out. I don't know what you want to call it. But, um, like, there's a lot of headings and user interfaces and, you know, you have to keep your message to three words type stuff going on where the message is short because people don't have the attention speed. So I think it's, it's attention span. I think it's a, um, a vicious circle. And I th- I can see that's kind of what's going on with me as well so a bit of insight there but so like I said I know I can read and I used to read tomes and you know research papers and stuff but I think it's just a phase of life it's a bit sad so I'll I'll just uh round that off by saying nowadays I'm also into audiobooks which I think brilliant uh, yeah it's a yeah I mean it works I, I also think whatever works I don't have to be. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it's funny because I talk in our previous episode that listeners would have 
listened to by now but haven't heard yet because we're in a bit of a time machine. But, um, I, I mean, I talked to Sally, who um, is from the podcast Turbid and Duck, and she's a librarian, and all around those sort of audio books and that sort of thing, I probably, I think it's last year or the year before, I was probably in a similar space where the, the reading that I'd done had been, you know, school and... Like, I'm not a fast reader. I'm sort of more a mm-hmm. slow, concentrated reader, absorb it all yeah. in. Um, and then, actually, yeah, in Vienna, I, the last things I'd sort of read was a book that a friend gave me. And, um, yeah, it wasn't – reading was never my priority. But then it wasn't like a New Year's resolution. But I thought, oh, I've been listening to some of these audios and I've been racking them up. So I thought, I'm just going to do a tally to see how many books I can read in a year. And – I'm pretty sure that it got up to almost about 80 or like 79 or something like that. That, And I mean, that would have been unheard of. Like, I don't think I would have read that many books sort of in a, you know, five year span um, before the audio book. So I'm definitely on board with the whatever works for people. And also too, if reading isn't your thing, I'm okay with that too. As long as, you know, as long as, you get your culture and you're absorbing something somewhere you're not sort of you know you're not missing out on knowing stuff which sounds like a very bad sentence (laughs) (laughs) yeah because we we only listen to audio no not at all but um isn't that interesting because i was just reflecting while you were um saying uh that you know, it's like in some ways it's very t- technology forward, but in others it's going back to the days of wireless. Like we're, we're oh. turning off the visual stimulation like the television and the Netflix that we used to have uh, more of. I mean, and it's in place of books. I get, Well, it depend, depends if what you're placing with what, and it's hard to just have a lineal uh, comparison. But I can say that... Um, you know, I, I've never been a big television watcher, but now I guess I've replaced that with social media on the phone. But um, yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely indulging in more audiobooks. And but and but um, I I've been also using them as an insomnia um, uh, strategy. Okay. And, yeah, and it, it actually kind of, it's it's like a, I don't know if it's actually doing what it should do because I noticed I, I actually walked away from it. Uh, so I, I rarely sit in a chair yep. listening to an audiobook, um, like just because then I would just read, uh, like yeah. just because I have an hour. Like it might be a snippet here, a snippet there. Or for me, like for most people, I assume that's what it's like. But for me, it's when I'm lying awake and it's 3 a.m. and I know I've got to get up in three to four hours and it's going to be a killer of a day and I really should sleep, but I just can't. So what I do is put on the audiobook and it just switches the brain off and I'll go to sleep. But what happens is I don't know how much I actually take it. So so I wouldn't yeah. be doing stuff for uni on oh. an audiobook. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I've had that experience where I was so into a book that I'd sort of, I think I was maybe halfway through 
and I thought, I'm just going to listen to a chapter before I go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, but then um, I sort of fell asleep and the audio book just kept playing. And then I woke up, obviously, because, you know, there was a voice in my head and I was like, Oh, when did that? Yeah, when did that happen? Oh, and then I, it's like, oh yeah, because you've missed about eight chapters. What of what's happened? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I had to like go back the next morning. But well, so, were, but, were those the alpha waves vis a vis nineteen eighty four? Well, exactly. Now, see that? Oh, that's yeah. one I do need to. I haven't read that yet, so that's something I do need to go back. <laughs> but tell me a little bit more. Then, how are you in five book clubs? If you're not, is it is it a wine and cheese type arrangement? Oh, oh there's, there's an idea for you. <laughs> yeah. How, how do how do you get into these book clubs? Um, no, but... no, I'm I, just I'm not actively in in the five book clubs. I'm I would say now a silent member slash um, no one really. Can't anymore. Oh, <laughs> no. uh, well, yeah, no, I would say the book clubs, clubs that I've accumulated membership in over the years. So uh, the, the only one that I actually lead, which is probably the most uh, dormant, is a mindfulness book club I set up when I was on a Vipassana retreat, uh, oh, what was that, 12 years ago. Um, and that we, we were just, it was like a study group, I guess. We had Eckhart Toller's, uh, I think we started with The Power of Now and then moved on to the, the, the one after that. Um, and we would, it was just a group of like-minded individuals, so definitely not wine and cheese, but, yeah. um, but mindfulness. And we, we had the goal to read a chapter every week and then discuss, and we never did. <laughs> but... <laughs> like did anyone read the book this so everyone was in the same boat but um it was really nice like just just bringing the bringing together of like-minded people and uh people that had shared this vipassana experience or were into i don't know mindfulness like spirituality that was lovely i I really like and i really miss that gang of people um yeah and then that sounds like the the main like the best thing of that whole experience and, you know, something to encourage others that, you know, if you just want to hang out with some nice people, don't worry about reading the book because it sounds like, I mean, it's it does sound like the actual theme of most book clubs is that people don't read the book. But, look, yeah. I think that's great. So thank you so much for joining us, Tanya. I mean, yeah, it's, it's going to encourage people whether they do want to, you know, read a bit more or... Maybe they want to try variations on vegetable balls or meatballs or whatever type of exactly. snack. Veggie, burger, veggie burgers, I call them. But um, yeah, I, I think we need to find a new name that's uh, unique to them. Exactly. And um, just a, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I came to a happy medium, I guess. Um, the, the book club that I'm probably most active in <laughs> Having said that, it's probably been a couple of months since I read a book for that. Um, Just came up with a Facebook uh, post. Our next meeting is at the end of November and um, I'm planning to read. And the book that's prescribed is Milkman. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. It's it's set in Ireland during the Troubles. 
Oh, and it's okay. about a, it's it sounds really intriguing. It's about um, the milkman, which, from what I've just read on the blurb, is um, one of the soldiers protecting the area who um, has designs on a young girl. Like she's, uh, I guess, I don't know. I don't know, 13 to 16 or whatever. Okay. Yep. But, but you know, it's it's not, he's actually protecting her uh, okay. in a way, but it's quite inappropriate. And uh, like he's, what I just read was like threatens her boyfriend. She's not allowed to see him. So there's violence, but oh. not overt. So it's, it's, it's quite, it's kind of sinister, kind of uh, yuck. But just when I read it, I was like, wow, yes, I want to read that book. And then, you know what I did? I just cut, cut myself a, some slack and bought the audio book. And I thought, you know what? Even if I half listen to it because I'm falling asleep every night, I'll take a chapter every night. And then I've, I've, I've read the first half of every chapter <laughs> read yep. on my audio book. So that, that, I just wanted to end up with that, that, yep. that, I th- there was a um, positive finish. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that is a brilliant message. That it, for, to not be so hard on yourselves, people. Thank you so much again. I'm so excited that you know this is the international side of things. We've we've gone global, as people say, and um, I will like leave you with my worst Swedish word that I can think of that I'm very bad at pronouncing which I think tastes just as bad, which would be your union grill, which I think is really bad. Come, come, really again. Pronounced. come, come again. Uh, uh, oh, good. It was that, that well pronounced that it's not even legible. Um, union grill, isn't it um, like a salty licorice treat? Oh. I, I did a YouTube on it. I had... Um, oh. A guy you know what? That, yeah. I don't know what that... No, you know what? I don't think your pronunciation is that bad. I just don't know what the name is. Uh, oh, okay. Let, let's let's go with that. I think it is the most disgusting thing ever. I would not give that to my enemies. It's it's like... Um, I was going to say amniotic fluid, but I don't think amniotic fluid no, is even I'm, that bad. not really checked that other? out at Coles lately, but um, I... Uh, I did have the experience of cross-combining our cultures where I... Oh, did you buy some licorice? You were like, oh, licorice, yum. Well, no, no. He he gave me the licorice and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to die of the salt. But I repaid the favour with Vegemite and then we did cross-culture and had Vegemite with Reunion Gruel and... Yeah, look, we both survived, oh, so that's the main thing. Nasty. Yeah, it, oh. was, it was not good. There's there's video on YouTube, people. You'll you'll love it. It's, I will. Okay. Yeah, it's shocking. You know, what? Oh. Ooh, you know what? There's there's plenty of delicacies like that in Sweden, where like caviar in, in a tube, and mm. I was like, no. Oh, I remember actually. Yeah, we were. I was talk. We were talking about tubes, and I was telling you about yeah, this. You know, you can get cheese in a tube, and it's yes. like, no, no. no tube no no if you put it in a tube just you know toothpaste goes in a tube that's okay i'm 100 with you and i mean not that i want to cross promote but i also have a video of me trying bacon and cheese in a tube and um i I also ate some plop so my time in sweden (laughs) i had a lovely time but um yeah yeah the food not so much Uh, (laughs) all right that's a chocolate by the way it is it is, but it's not as funny when you say that I ate plop uh, when people know what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. But you know what? When, when, you're a, when you're a mom, you know, there's often there's a taste test where it's like, is that poo or chocolate? Oh. <laughs> right. Well, 
That's a beautiful <laughs> place to leave it. <laughs> We're going to uh, uh, leave that there and uh, keep pondering that age-old question. Is it poo or chocolate? Thank you so much, Tanya. Tuck. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Well, hopefully the jet lag wasn't too horrible. So as we all acclimatise back into the Australian summer, let's head over to Claire's and we're going to hear about a refreshment that's actually really inclusive. So if you've got a whole group of friends with different dietary needs, we may have solved all of your dessert issues. Well, Refresherati, we are in for a massive treat because we are refreshments provided, but there is sometimes a very special joy when the refreshment is provided for you. Now, you may remember back uh, when Carly was away, I was throwing out sort of the um, idea of guests coming on, and we had Claire in our Facebook group um, suggest a carrot cake um, as one of the refreshments. So by the magic of instant messaging and all of that, I've got Claire on the line, and she's going to talk us through this um, carrot cake. Hello, Claire. Welcome to Refreshments Provided. Uh, hello, Jason. Uh, thank you so much for having me on the on the on with you. Oh, it's great um, to have you here. Why don't I tell everyone what it's called? Because you might be able to help me explain the name. Because I mean, I did get a little bit confused by the name. Mm. So it's a baked carrot banana bread note meal. Yes. So, so that threw me too at first. Did you go looking for oats in the recipe? I did. Absolutely. <laughs> I thought I'd missed a bit off the page or something. But yeah. it, it, the, it's no apostrophe oatmeal, so it's no oatmeal. But it still has that kind of oaty, kind of grainy um, texture to it, but without okay. actually having any grain. Right. Because I, I was really confused because I did also jump on I did a bit of a google search to the recipe to see what other people were saying about it and I believe it's from the healthy kitchen that's the book it comes from and there's a blog that's done um actually I think it's called something wellness um the blog uh the autoimmune wellness they their blog has Mm -hmm. done um a little bit of a, a review of the recipe and what I found was every comment is I think you've left out the oats. Where are the oats in the recipe? <laughs> and so I just, I thought, oh, good, it wasn't just me. Mm. So Yes, it is a bit misleading, that bit. They could probably just leave that off the title and it would be just as, as it tells you what you need to know from the carrot and the banana. Yeah, absolutely. If, if it's just that it's to say that there's a grainy texture to it, um, yeah, mm. I would definitely be ditching the note meal yes. um, part yeah. of it. But why don't you tell us what the other ingredients are? You've, you've mentioned the carrot and the, bana- and the banana. Yes, so it's got um, desiccated coconut, coconut flour, and the honey, which is optional, um, and a bit of cinnamon. And I think, I think that's about it, actually. So it's got yeah, no... and I think a can of coconut cream Oh yes, as well. That. Yes, that um, that'll, yeah, yeah. mushes it all together. Yes. Yeah, so it's, it's no egg, no flour, uh, no sugar apart from the fruit. And no dairy, so there's no butter. Yeah, so, so I, I made it. A friend of mine um, gave me the recipe because she's on and uh, has an autoimmune, you know, protocol with her diet. Okay. And I was making a cake for a gathering that was going to have gluten-free people and vegans. So I thought, well, this is one thing that will mean that everyone can eat together. Fantastic, and I, that's what I love about it too. Is that 
instead of you know someone getting their little thing in the corner and you go over there and eat your little thing it's like <laughs> yeah. why don't we just make something that everyone can eat yeah so that's awesome yes. although i do have a keto friend and he can't eat carrots oh okay so, i know well, I, I you just have to get rid of that friend <laughs> you're it's, right it's pretty simple <laughs> i mean you you've managed to do gluten-free lactose-free vegan and um non-processed sugar. sugar free yeah. so uh yeah i think you've got, got your quota of friends person. that's it <laughs> it's true yeah i think even cake probably is off the menu for keto people anyway so yeah they can have some like ham or something yeah i'm, I'm, just, I'm not really great with my diet knowledge but i think that no. they're very meat-based from what i think I, I believe so yes yeah i haven't even looked into it because it will just make me feel like eating more cake i think uh, absolutely well speaking of eating cake um, I did jump in and make the cake and I really loved that because um, you'd sent me the recipe and it was a little bit like a Great British Bake Off um, technical challenge because I'd never made the cake. Ah, so I had the yes. fun of going, great, just make this and see what happens. Mm. So I will, like, I, I'm not saying I was sceptical, but as a baker, I'm looking at all yes. of these ingredients going, well, this is never going to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say the smell while it cooks is amazing because there's yeah. a massive amount of cinnamon. I may have possibly added slightly more than the recipe said, <laughs> right. but you know you're yeah. you're allowed to have some license. Absolutely, and, um, it's quite a forgiving recipe, actually. Well, yeah, because I mean I'm just looking at I'm, I'll post the photos on the show notes, but it's it's interesting because we call it a cake, but. When I'm looking at the texture, it's almost sort of like a mousse as well. Mm. Sort of cause yeah, it's, I actually bake mine half an hour longer because it's so wet. Yeah. And I, yeah. Think, I think to where I was running into some potential issues as well was the, the, you know, the difference between the Australian cups and the American cups. And it's an, oh. it looks like I'm assuming it's an American book because it was in ounces um, for part of it. And so I'm thinking, oh, this will go... Um, sort of weird, but no, we, we did all right. But yeah, I, good. I, the also thing, the other thing too, because it says to bake it covered with foil, and I know that you were saying you took the foil out for the sort yeah. of the second part of yours. Um, th the next time I did, I'd even almost think about not putting the foil on, yeah, right from the word go, because I think that um, it traps in so much, like it is so moist. Yeah, you don't need any more moisture. Yeah, I think, no, let, let the moisture burn off. And I mean, maybe a little bit of baking paper just to make sure it doesn't burn, but it's it's quite a low temperature. Yes. So I'm gonna yeah, I actually made it last weekend um, for a sort of unforeseen group of people. So we didn't know what their dietary requirements were. So I thought, well, I'll just make that because it's safe. Yeah, awesome. And I did it, we'd run out of tinfoil, so I baked it without, but again, for that half hour longer. So it was a bit dark on top, but... Um, still tasted just as fine yeah and i mean you're gonna um decorate it with the coconut anyway so even if it is yeah. slightly darker i mean it, it ends up actually could be great yes. for christmas it looks a bit snow like on the with all the coconut <laughs> that's a good idea yeah so i'm gonna just quickly tuck in because i haven't tasted it yet wonderful how exciting mm. it's actually really really sweet i know um, that's a surprise isn't it mm. without any sugar I mean, because it's got the raisins, it's got the carrot and also the banana. Mm. So, yeah, it is. And I mean, definitely that it does have that sort of porridgey texture. Yes. Um, and I think that's just all the coconut doing its job there. 
Yeah. But, mm, you know, that's, that's interesting. I think, you know, if you are looking at different, um, like if there are things that you can't have, um, this mm. is a great alternative. Mm. So, awesome. Yeah, well, I, think it, a... I think it's a win for people with dietaries. And then also it's, it's edible enough for anyone else. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think, oh, well, compared to regular cake, this is cardboard. Like you actually, yeah. it's, it's, it's plenty, plenty sweet enough and it's got that moist, you know, it's, it's, a, it's nice to eat. So, yeah, it's a nice thing to share. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd probably call it a pudding. I'd, yeah, I'd, um, oh, I love that word. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a beautiful word. I think, yeah, if people were expecting cake, they mm. could be slightly disappointed, but I think in a little, um, especially to serve it up in little Ramingtons, Ramming, oh, ra- not Ramingtons, yeah, Ramingtons. <laughs> I can't, I can't Ramington. talk. I'm You're like, thinking of Lamingtons. I am thinking Lamingtons because I'm chewing yeah. lots of coconut. <laughs> um, oh, so good. I think like in little cups or something, and then you know mm. you could maybe, oh, you know the technique of freezing the coconut um, cream or refrigerating it to then whip it up. Like a little pipe oh, of that. That could make it all yeah. very festive. Oh, it's but, probably more effort than I usually put in. But Oh, okay. Well, well, let's not do that. that. I mean, <laughs> well, ramekins, you have to do more washing up. Like you get uh, you increase yeah. the amount of surface area than just one big dish. But I'm not I'm not really a great baker. So, yeah, I would definitely for a special occasion. That would be a fun thing to do. Oh, well, look, I think you are a great baker because this is excellent. And oh, bless you, thank you. Like, are there any other, like when you say, what are your other specialties? What, what's oh, coming up next in your kitchen for anyone well, that's popping in? I've got another, an alternate, you know, quite forgiving cake recipe. Um, one of Nigella's where you boil, you boil three oranges oh, for just yeah. hours and then you juice them all up. Yep. And then it's that and almond flour. And I have never failed with that one because yeah. it just seems to not go wrong. That's a, yeah, so, that's a very good one. I've made that one. Yes. And yeah. It is amazing, yeah, just the zhuzh of the fruit or – and even, like, yeah. the re- the cakes where you put a whole chunk of zucchini in or, you know, beetroot. Yeah. It's like, Surprising. this is weird, people, but it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, so baking's not my forte, but I, I do quite – I stick to the recipes that, that work, basically, that I can do with, without too much trouble. Oh, excellent. Well, that's the way to yeah. go. People, know your strengths and, yeah. you know, have a go. So what I'll do is I'll post the link – to the um, the uh, cookbook in our show notes. Like, we're not going to post the recipe, you know, due to copyright yeah. reasons. Yes, yeah. But, you know, if you're so inclined that you're really interested, we'll put a link. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And it's so lovely that, to, like, to be provided a, a refreshment. This is such a treat. Well, and... I just love the podcast and, you know, it's, it's a joy to be able to contribute something. Oh, thank you very much. Well, we love having you as a listener. We love all of our listeners. And yeah, we'll we'll see you all soon. And there's going to be some live shows coming up. So that's going to be very exciting. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Claire. Bye. You're so welcome. Well, if you haven't raced off to the kitchen now to already start onto your not, 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 note, note meal, not, note, there's no oats in it, people. Zero oats. It's time to talk about the Say Hello book tour, which kicks off this Thursday in Melbourne. I hope everyone's got some tickets. I'm going to be there as well, so we'll be able to wave and cheer on Carly for her successes. Yay! Now, the other venues that you're going to be able to see why Carly hasn't been on the podcast, and also I'm not just blaming her for not being on the podcast, I needed to have a break too. Anyway, so Melbourne, 
the Wheeler Centre, 24th of January at 6 o'clock. Sydney, Newtown Neighbourhood Centre, that's hosted by Better Red Than Dead Newtown, and that's the 6th of February at 6.30. The Perth Festival, um, 22nd and 24th of February. Albury Wodonga in 6... Uh, that's the, Sorry, not the 6th. That's the 7th of March at 6 o'clock at the Cube in Wodonga. And Brisbane, there's Brisbane Square Library hosted by the Avid Reader. That's the 21st of March at 6 o'clock. Jump on to carlyfinlay.com.au forward slash say hello and there's all of the details for that. I think we've had notification this evening that Booktopia has uh, started shipping our copies of Say Hello. So if you haven't already bought the book, seriously, what is going on? Don't make me have to have a special talk with you. No, no pressure, people. I understand. But jump onto either our website or Carly's website. You'll find the links for Booktopia. Booktopia. Grab yourself a copy because at some stage between now and 2048, we're going to have the Say Hello Book Club. So get yourself in early and get yourself all read up. Well, this is me signing off now for, it's going to be a little time, like, you know, a couple of, a month maybe. I don't know. Who knows? We didn't even know when this one was coming out. So I'm sure at some stage, Carly and I will be in the same room again and we might, you know, jump out a quick little episode. But Refresherati, stay beautiful, stay smart, stay wonderful, stay kind, stay whatever, do whatever the frig you like. And, you know, maybe I'll write a way to finish the podcast episodes at some stage. This is usually the bit that Carly just goes, yep, right, bye, see ya, we've had fun, hooroo. All right, peeps, see you later, bye-bye. You can connect with us at refreshmentsprovided.com and on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at refreshmentspod. If you enjoyed Refreshments Provided, please share it amongst all your friends and subscribe. If you didn't, we'll just share it with people you don't like and let them suffer through this.